It's time for the podcast from two guys who still think fart jokes are funny. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Marine South. You know what that day is? Taco Tuesday! Shane Spikeman. Taco Tuesday! Are they built for speed or for comfort? You'll get nothing and like it. That's right, you won't. Hey, this is the Morning Five for Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. Wake up, West Georgia. It's Bryce. It's Billy. I think. I think it's Bryce. Uh, you know what? After after last night, I don't know if Bryce is still alive. Oh, man. Bryce may have Ooh. melded. Bryce may have melded into, you know, Braves Twitter. I, I, I don't know. It's very possible. Uh, it's very, very possible. That was a uh, that was an insane game. That was insane, man. Let's get started with our days because we've got a big, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, First day is National Cake Decorating Day. This is boring. Whatever, dude. Have you seen some of those cakes they decorate? Look, yeah, for sure. But it's not something that I'm going to sit there and go, ooh. Oh, dude. Those are nice. I I used to watch uh, Cake Boss all the time. The dude, the the Vinny, the dude from New Jersey. I think it was from New Jersey. Okay. That, that show was no, awesome, dude. The stuff that they can do with the uh, fondant and everything, the stuff they can build, that is, uh, yeah. that it's art, man. It really is art. Like I, you know, I'm not talking I'm about like, it's not. yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about making, you know, little Jimmy his seventh birthday cake because he's a fan of Spider Man. I'm talking about like making massive, almost lifelike dinosaurs and stuff. It's nuts the stuff they can make. Yeah, it really is. It's also National Angel Food Cake Day. Which I love angel food cake. Yeah, we've, we've <laughs> talked about angel food cake before on here. Like it's, I like it because it's a it's a nice, sweet, soft, moist, fluffy uh, little treat, and it it almost feels like you're eating air. That's the thing I love about it is it's so light when you eat it. I'm a big fan of angel food cake as well. Another food day, world plant based burger day. Mm, no, thank you. Look, I think we both had the soy burgers that we used to get at, yeah, at school. For sure. Um, and, you know, they 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 did their job. You know, they they did what they were supposed to do, but right. they're still crap. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some black bean burgers before. Uh, not horrible, uh, but definitely would choose a, a real beef hamburger over it. Um, you can doctor it up enough to make it not, not taste terrible, but it's, it's definitely... You got to put a lot of stuff on it, man. You got to go. You got to go lettuce, tomato, pickle, cheese, uh, mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup. I mean, you got to doctor the burger up quite a bit. It's not terrible, but it's certainly not a delicious, uh, meaty ground beef hamburger. A Heinz fifty-seven. Yeah, with some French fried potatoes and a cold draft beer. Okay, sign me Spigature. up. Signature. Yeah. Uh, it's also World Porridge Day. Uh, we, I think we've talked about this before. I, I've never had porridge, and I'm not, I'm not sure how far porridge is from oatmeal. Uh, obviously, I've had oatmeal, and I don't, I don't know how close porridge is to oatmeal. I'm, you know, I like oatmeal every now and then, but I, it's not something that I eat on a daily basis for breakfast. All right, let's break into it. Uh, Braves beat the Phillies last night five to four, and did they ever? <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever? Billy, I don't know about you, but I never lost faith in this team. Oh, uh, that's a that's a load of crap. 
That is an absolute <laughs> load of crap for you. Um, <laughs> you started, you started being becoming a part of Brave Twitter. Um, I saw a tweet that you put out last night that I was like, oh my gosh, Bryce. Um, look, Riley had a big two-run bomb. Uh, it started with a big two-run bomb from um, Darno. Oh, actually, it started with a an RBI single that shouldn't. Well, I guess it's not really an RBI single from Albies. A two RBI home run from from Darno, and then a two run bomb from from Riley. This night was just absolutely insane. That was a um, roller coaster. You were no hit through what five and a half? Five, yeah, Innings. five, five and a third, five and two thirds, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. You were you were no hit. Zach Wheeler was doing whatever he wanted to do on the bump. And the thing I texted you, Billy, is up until the sixth inning, we weren't even having competitive at-bats. Like, no, we, no, we weren't. We were swinging at stuff that was six yards outside of the zone, uh, taking way too many two-strike pitches that were on the, on the black. You got to swing at those, man. Like, our our approach at the plate it wasn't even competitive i mean i mean zach wheeler went through six and a third and only got up to 92 pitches and he struck out 10 like that should tell you something about the approach that the braves had at the plate it was i mean we left two on base and we went one for we had one at bat last night with runners in scoring position now riley was the only one that got up with a runner in scoring position and he made the phillies pay but uh, like oof, man only we only got two on you know two on base and one for one with runners in scoring position. And, I, you know, I don't know if that's better than the Phillies. Phillies left 11 on base and went two for eight with runners in scoring position. So they had a lot more opportunities to punch runs across. But, yeah, up until the sixth inning, man, it was it was not looking good for our Bravos. Look, shout out to the bullpen. The bullpen shout did out. their job last night. Um, five innings of one run baseball, but and that was unearned. Um, mm-hmm. They they looked fantastic last night. They did. Um, Three hits, know, five runs, or excuse me, five innings, one run. It was unearned, and three hits last night from our bullpen and four four strikeouts. You can't. I mean, Kyle Yates, Jimenez, Johnson, AJ Minter, and uh, Rysel Iglesias. Like, you can't ask for much more out of out of that bullpen uh, than what you got last yeah. night. No, I was really impressed with it. Um, look, it 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 turned. The the instant Darno hit that home run and made it four to three, I was like, okay, we have a shot. Yeah, we really have a shot at this point. I felt the energy um, come and, back into that stadium. Yeah, yeah, and I think the you know that they, they even mentioned it in the post game that that the instant that Ronald scored on the air, um, he said the the energy from the from the fans came back once Ronald scored. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, Emily. That's what Emily that said. Was huge. When he was on first, she was like, Acuna knows he has to score, right? Like, no matter what, you have to score right here. You can't you can't end this inning without getting Ronnie to score. Did they did they give Ronnie a stolen base? They did. Okay, okay. I could I didn't I, I meant to go back and check to see if the if, if it was a pass ball or a wild pitch. I, I didn't think it should have been, but you know how scorekeepers can get squirrely. So they did give uh, Ronnie that, that stolen base to third. Yeah. And it- the biggest thing for me was um, his, was it a walk, I think, to get on in front of Albies? Yeah. Um, yeah. That started it all. Yep. And 
all these hit that just shot in the right. And I was like, okay, Ronald's on third. That's an easy, you know, first to third hit. And he just rounded third and just watched. And the ball, like, hit Trey Turner's, like, lip of his glove and went up in the air. And he just took off. And I was so glad he did. And and getting that first run was huge. Darno hitting the two-run bomb was massive. Uh, Riley's two-run bomb was even... I mean, Gavin was running through the house screaming. It was <laughs> it was awesome. Um, but that double play to end the game, dude. Oh, dude. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, how, how often do you see... What was that? An 8-5-3 double play? Was that, was that what it was yeah. fielded? Uh, yeah. Harris to Riley to Olsen? Like... <laughs> An eight five three game ending double play. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen an an eight five three double play in my entire life. The the catch the catch from Harris was insane. I mean, just tracking back over to right center. Um I don't I don't know why anybody was surprised as a Braves fan. The kid does it night in and night out for the Braves all the time. Uh, and then and then the wherewithal to throw it in on a line to even get a chance to throw it to Harper. I mean, I, the, the catch was amazing, yes, but I don't think enough is being said about Riley just humming it over to first and throwing a strike to to Olsen to, to double up Bryce Harper. And, you, th- you know, I was thinking about last night, Austin Riley was a guy that, you know, two or three years ago, he was having trouble throwing it over to first base in the infield and, get, and yeah. getting guys out, like... And now he's just, you know, humming it on a line while he's moving, getting the assist from the outfield. That was that was that was quite a way to end the game, man. And I don't I don't have any reason to believe that one game is bigger than another, but that game last night felt a lot bigger than game one. And it feels like I know we're going up to Philly, but it feels like a lot of that momentum has shifted back over to the Brave side after the way that game ended. There's no doubt. So a couple things about that that final play. One, I saw a buddy of ours post that this play should go down um, in Braves history as like as big as the Otis Nixon catch. No, that's what he said, and yeah. I see it. Um, it was it, a great play. As great far play. as importance, as far as importance, yeah, it's probably pretty. It's it's up there. Um. The other thing is somebody said, and this one was, this one was said perfect. He said, if you're, if you're a fan of baseball or if your kid plays baseball or softball, you need to have your kids watch this play because Riley is the backup to the backup on the throw. There's always a place for you to be. Yeah. And for Riley to be there and to be able to throw it over to first to get the double play, to make the play. That's exactly what you need to teach your kids. There's always a place for you to be. You need to be back up to the backup to the backup. That's fine. That's what that's what can happen. And yeah. it was it was said perfectly on, on Facebook last night. That, that's what you need to tell kids. If you, you know if you're coaching, if your kids play baseball, anything, every single play, every single play, you have somewhere to be. No matter if you're in right field and that's a ground ball to third. Or if you're playing third base and it's a it's a pot fly out to right center, you always, 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 always have somewhere to be. I, I mean, another example of that, Billy, that I can think of is in the ninth inning. Um, I don't remember who was hitting, uh, but they hit a lazy pop fly. It was right before whoever got the last out for for the Phillies. I don't remember who it was. Harper was on first, and it was a lazy pop fly in the, in the shallow center. And Harris was coming on, and Arcia and Ozzy were both going out to try to get the ball. And they caught it, and no one was on second. And I was like, oh, my God, 
Harper's about to steal second. And no, the, that's the, not true. Somebody was on second. Exactly. The, the <laughs> camera panned, and there stands Rysel Iglesias. Like, even, that even shows. If you're a pitcher that's a pot fly like that, you always got somewhere to be, man. That's a, that's a good tweet. That's a good thing to bring up. So Braves tie up the series 1-1. We head back to Philly. Look, you know, Phil, a lot has been said about Philly's fans and how loud they're going to be. Let's take it out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's let's go up there and just take it out of them in the first inning. We've done it before. Let's do it again. Billy, I'm, I'm so Billy, ready. Would you like I'm, to go to the I'm game? Sick and tired. Do what? Would you like to go to the game? No, no. Because screw Philly. Oh, I'd love screw to. Screw Philly. I'd love no, to. Nope. I have no interest in it. That that city just sickens me. I, I have no interest in going up there. They're disgusting fans, uh, which is crazy because the rest of Pennsylvania is absolutely it's gorgeous and the people are insanely nice. Uh, but Philadelphia, for some reason, is just the it's the cesspool of America. It really is to get in yep. to to get into the game, to get into the Wednesday, Thursday game. The minimum ticket is three hundred and forty two dollars. I mean, do you know do you know how much heroin these Philadelphia fans are going to have to sell to be able to get into these games? Something that's pissed me off, Bryce, is the fact that I swear to God, every single Facebook uh, site on in Philadelphia has paid for their their stuff to be seen by Atlanta Braves fans. I have deleted and like tried to hide every single post I have seen on Facebook that has popped up on my, my feed because of it. They've done it, and I know they've done it because that, that's all my feed's been. Billy, can I give you a little is, word of advice? What's that? Leave it there because it might be oh so sweet in a couple days. <laughs> I'm not saying the Braves are going to win this series. The Phillies are a very, very good team. They are a very, very good, complete team. And we got to face uh, Aaron Nola and um, – not Aaron Nola uh, – What's Nola's first name? Yeah, Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. Right, I'm getting Aaron him. Nolan. In, I'm getting Aaron Nola and Aaron Nolan mixed up at uh, at uh, Buford. Um, we got we got to face Nola and crap. Who's pitching game four for them? They have somebody else good oh. pitching game four. Listen, we got we got to face a good team. Last night's win was amazing. The momentum feels like it's back on on the Braves side, uh, but we still have to go up to Philadelphia and and take care of business. I'm telling you, Billy, there is nothing better. There is nothing better in sports. There is nothing better in sports than when a Philadelphia team loses and they don't think they're going to lose. The 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 media up there, the sports media in Philadelphia, has an absolute freak out day. I I the best day of sports talk radio that I've ever had in my entire life. And I mean, I, I've lived through Atlanta Braves uh, World Series sports talk radio days. I've lived through Ohio State National Championship sports, uh, uh, you know, championship days in sports talk radio. The single best sports talk radio day I've ever had in my entire life that I've enjoyed so much I wish I recorded it was the day after the Atlanta Hawks eliminated, eliminated the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> in the NBA championship to go on to the Eastern Finals championship or to the Eastern Final. It was the single greatest day in sports talk radio history. In my opinion, I listened to 12 straight hours of Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio, and it was life. It was phenomenal. People freaking out about Embiid and Ben Simmons and everybody else on that roster. It was the greatest 12 hours of Sports Talk Radio that I've ever listened to in my entire life. So I'll, 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 be, I'll give you a word of advice. Leave it for now. 
And if the Phillies end up beating the Braves, delete it all. But if they don't, if the Braves go on in this series and win it, you will thank me because the meltdown they have is historic and beautiful. Yeah. I'm sure John Kincaid, former Atlanta sports talk host, is uh I never lo- I never liked that you know. guy when he was here. I don't think anybody did. No. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our power rankings in high school. Bryce, you and I agree on these power rankings. So I, go I, ahead yeah. and give us it. Yeah, I think we're <laughs> I think at this point in the season we're pretty uh we're pretty linked up here. Carrollton Central, Bowden, Bremen, Villarica, Hurd County, Temple, Mount Zion, Harrelson County. I, I think I it's it's kind of weird how this has played out, but They've they've all sort of solidified themselves um, where they should be. Carrollton wins again. Central still undefeated. Bowden wins again. They look like they're clicking on all cylinders. Uh, Bremen still undefeated in the region, 4-0. Villarica, 3-0 in the region. They have faced a big opponent this week in Mays. Heard County goes down to Crawford County and uh, beats them pretty handily to go 1-0 in the region. Temple still battling still the entire season ahead of them. Uh, Mount Zion with a big loss this past weekend, but it was against a very good top 10 team. Still not in region play. And Harrelson County, uh, Harrelson County's just young, man. They're just a young team, and they're going out there and battling every day. So, I, yeah, I think all all nine of these teams have sort of solidified themselves in the spot that they're in. All right, let's get to our college football power rankings. Uh, I'm going to lead off with mine. I've got UGA at one, Michigan two, Florida State at three, Ohio State at four, and Washington at five. I, I just truly believe that UGA is still the number one team. They solidified that yet that on Saturday, um, they played well and uh, they, they continue to play well. Michigan, on the other hand, has continued to play just as well all season long. Now, granted, they don't have the same opponents that, that UGA does. So that that's why I've got UGA ahead of them. Um, Florida State continues to look just really, really good. Um, and then Ohio State, I put them in my top five for the first time all year. They're, look, they played like Upay uh, at the beginning of the Maryland game and came back and looked like a dominant force in the second half and, and took care of business, which I, I really appreciated. Um, Denzel Burke with an absolute monster hit on Saturday that will go down in Ohio State lore continues to you know um, to match up with his uh, other counterpart of Denzel Denzel Ward um, and then Washington Washington continues to look really good and granted it's the pack whatever they are now but you know they continue to look really good so that's my top five uh, so I have I have Michigan at one. Uh, I think they've looked better on tape this year than than Georgia has. Uh, the the uh, both both teams have faced horrible opponents. I mean, Michigan's played Eastern Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, and Minnesota, while Georgia has faced UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, Auburn, and Kentucky. Uh, 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 UGA's opponents might be a little bit better, uh, but I, I don't I don't know. And I haven't seen I haven't seen UGA put together back-to-back complete games yet and I feel like every time I watch Michigan they win all three phases of the football every single time they put together three phases of football for four quarters so I have I have Michigan at one UGA at two Uh, I got Washington at three I think they are sneaky good this year man like you said they they are playing in the in the pack whatever it's called now I don't even know what it's called to be honest with you I think it's still the pack 12 um, but th- they look good. I mean, beating Boise State, Tulsa, Michigan State, California, and Arizona. They have a hard schedule coming up, man. 
They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have seven games left in this season. They face number eight, Arizona, number eight Oregon, number 10 USC, number 16 Utah, number 15 Oregon State, number 19 Washington State. So out of the out of the top five teams, they have the hardest schedule going forward. So we'll learn a lot about the Washington Huskies this week when they host the Oregon Quackers. Uh, at number four, I have FSU. I, I still think FSU is a very good team. They have not looked very fantastic the past couple of weeks. Uh, the 39-17 to victory over Vatek is not impressive. Vatek is absolute dog crap. Um, the overtime win at Clemson, Clemson's not a good team anymore. Like that, Their time has passed. I think Dabo Swinney's kind of era is gone. Uh, only winning by three against Boston, or excuse me, against two against Boston College. That's a little worrisome. Um, they do have Syracuse this weekend. That should be a walkover. I think FSU is good, but they have not looked as good uh, lately as they did early on in the season. And at number five, rounding out the top five, I have Penn State. I think Penn State is probably the second best team in the Big Ten at the moment. Every time I watch them, as, as much as I am not a uh, James Franklin fan, as much every time I watch them, once again, they just dominate all three uh, facets of the football. I mean, beating West Virginia, Delaware, Illinois, Iowa, and North, Northwestern. Not a murderer's row by any stretch of the imagination. They have Massachusetts this weekend. Uh, but two weeks, two weeks from this weekend, they travel to the That's shoe. That's a huge game. Yeah, they travel yeah. to the shoe against Ohio State. And and right now, I don't like our chances, Billy. Our, our offensive line was horrible against Maryland. And if our offensive line can't dominate Maryland's defensive line and be able to run the ball and we have to go just sling it around the entire second half, it's not going to work. That's not going to work against good opponents. That's not going to work against the the Penn States, the Michigans, the Georgias, the Alabamas of the world. That's that's just not. It's not a a good staying on uh, balanced football. Um, you know, kind of a play count type deal. It's that's not going to work against good teams. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see who should be the second Big Ten team in the top five in a couple of weeks. But I don't. I don't believe our Buckeyes are going to come out on the good end of that one. May not. Uh, the in the NFL. You and I agree here too. Uh, 49ers are the clear number one favorite. They are the number one team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, Eagles are at two. Chiefs are at three. Dolphins at four. And Lions are at five. Uh, I, the only thing that I would possibly switch up would be the Dolphins and the Chiefs would swap. Um, Dolphins offense has been absolutely ridiculous, leading like the most yards or most points or whatever in the NFL history in the first throughout their first five games or whatever. Um, but you know, outside of that, no, it's, it's pretty much the same. So this NFL season has been absolutely interesting it is. all season long. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Um, yeah. 49ers are, are by far the, uh, by far the favorite this year right now. And the brand new lions, look at them popping up in the top five. Yep. Yep. And, New, new lies. All right, what you got for uh, top five storylines in the NHL from this year? Uh, this was actually a question meant for you. We have the um, we have the 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 opening night is tonight for the NHL. I, I was just curious what you thought, and it doesn't have to it doesn't even have to necessarily be the the top five storylines in the NHL. Just like, what are the top five things that you're looking for this year in the NHL that you're either excited to see or you're kind of curious to see? Um, I know Connor. I know the Connor Bedard star story has to be up there. Like just to see what he brings uh, to the table sure. for your Blackhawks. Like what? What are some of the big? They only have to be five, but like what just what are the what are some of the top storylines that you're looking forward to, to watching this year out of the NHL? 
I'd love to see if Vegas can repeat. Um, that's that's going to be my number one. Vegas, Vegas's team was really entertaining and, and fun to watch down the stretch last year. I'd love to see if they can repeat. Uh, the Connor Bedard stuff in Chicago is going to be really interesting for me. Um, only because I want to see what this kid can do. And you know what? He's been everything is advertised in, in the preseason. He's looked phenomenal. Um, he hasn't had the, the goal scoring touch yet, but I I don't anticipate that will take long for him. And, and um, you'll have to, uh, you know, I'm, it's kind of a dumb question, but like when a rookie gets called up to the NFL, like they, a lot of times they can compete immediately. Um, but you mm-hmm. certainly you certainly don't see that in baseball, or and but you do see it in NBA as well. Like they can they can come out and compete. Where is where does hockey lie on there? Can you can you have a rookie that's you know very impactful for your team year one? Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Connor McDavid has was the number one overall pick you know several years back, and he made an impact. Sidney Crosby did the same thing. Jonathan Taze did the same thing. I mean, if you have a number one overall pick, that's that's what's going to happen. And as long as you have, pro- it's probably top five pick. Those kids are probably going to come in and they're going to be 18, 19 years old. And they're going to be, they're going to be built and ready to go. Okay. And Connor Bedard is going to be top line center. He's going to be your, your number one guy. It's going to be fun to see what he can do. Um, <clears throat> some other things around the area. Let's see what bossing you know is going to do in the obviously regular season matters but at the same time it doesn't so let's see what boston does this season after winning the president's cup and getting shut out in the or getting knocked out in the first round that's what i was about to say they they got bounced in the first round right yeah (laughs) yeah so uh a lot of just interesting storylines that that we could talk about and and just eventually get into but there's just not enough time in the podcast to get into you know what i mean yeah yeah and tonight we got the the preds uh, at the lightning at 5 30 blackhawks at the penguins at eight and the kraken at the golden knights at 10 30 all of those games on espn or espn plus so i will definitely be tuning into that blackhawks penguins game man that was a uh, blackhawks your team i want to see what bernard looks like and the penguins used to be my my team when i was a little kid um until i grew up and realized that i didn't like uh, Sidney crosby uh, Bedard had a, a good interview yesterday on the Pat McAfee show too. I just saw that they posted that. I, have, I haven't watched it yet. I'll watch it after this podcast is over. Um, but yeah, I just saw Connor Bedard. The kid looks like he's ten years old, man. Dude, he is eighteen. That's crazy. He's eighteen years old, and he's he's going to be the leading center for our team. Billy, I think the big it's question insane. on everybody's mind: Will the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Cup this year? Nope. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Can can like what's the what's the odds on them not winning? Oh, can, oh. I, can I put money on that? I, I don't know what the odds are on them not winning. I can give you the odds uh, on them on on who they think is going to win the cup, though. If you want that, real quick. Yeah, um, can, can we get the odds on on them not winning? Because like the field, I want I want to go with the field. On, well, right that. right now the the Toronto Maple Leafs have the third or fourth best odds in the NHL to win this year at a plus eleven hundred. They're not winning the cup. It's uh, Avs are number one, Hurricanes are two, Devils are three, and then the Leafs and Oilers are tied at four, plus plus 1,100. You know, I, I like this sleeper pick down here. You scroll down a little bit, you find the, find the CBJ, Columbus Blue Jackets down there, plus 10,000. 
a that's a big sleeper pick. <laughs> oh, big pick. that team is absolute dog crap, and the organization isn't much better. Uh, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Billy only one uh, thing going on. Bowden and softball they fall to Tryon three to one. Uh, on the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight in softball, Bremen's at Lafayette, Central at Southeast Whitfield, and Temple is at Darlington. Bryce, you need, a, need another cup of coffee? Yes, I do, sir. I I, I had a hard time getting that out. <laughs> Slurred that one another out a bit there, coffee. pal. <laughs> another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Victor Webinyama and Chet Holmgren staged their preseason showdown. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good game last night. Uh, Victor Yabinwama. Uh, I'm going to stumble over that all Webinyama. year. I'm just going to call him Victor. Uh, Victor uh, said the uh, the preseason game kind of disrupted his mid afternoon nap. He usually likes to nap in between practices, uh, and that uh, that interrupted it. But Holmgren and the Thunder came away with a 122 121 victory. I was sort of popping in and out of this game as the Braves game was going on. Uh, the longer the game went on, the more depressed I got, so the more I watched this preseason game. I think both of these young men are going to be rotational players in the NBA. I don't think either one has an NBA body, and I don't think they'll have an NBA body for the next two or three years, uh, but if they if they pack on some pounds, I think, I think they could be some, uh, some good rotational guys. Very talented for sure, but I don't know. They're just so string bingy and lanky. Like, I mean, they take one good hit from a, a big five, and those guys are going down. The Dodgers fail to cash in at the plate. Now look to flip the script in the NLDS as they go down two games to nothing. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I think <laughs> this is one of those storylines that I think the storyline for the Dodgers and the Braves would have been the exact same, though, had, had the Braves not came out and won last night. Uh, I, I just, you know, when you have a... Uh, when you have a payroll as big as the Dodgers do, uh, it's it's kind of surprising. I mean, they've only put up two two runs in eighteen innings uh, so far in the in the NLDS. So it's yeah. Look, it's it's been interesting watching it, this playoff series or these playoffs because look at what the Rangers have done in the in the American League. Yeah, they beat the the Rays who. Um, Best had won a hundred games. One right? of the better teams in the AL for a long, long stint this year. Now they're beating the team that the Rays lost to in the in the division, um, and they're up two games to nothing, going back to Texas. Yep. So it's it's really interesting to see what Texas has done. Houston's still looking like Houston, um, and and the Dodgers being down two games to nothing just kind of makes me chuckle. The Dodgers. It, it, it just does. It does. So. The Dyers. The Dyers. Dyers. Uh, Miami's Mario Cristobal, quote, made the wrong call, unquote, not kneeling down. Well, no ish, Mario. Yeah. I, no the, ish. One of the things that kind of I didn't like about this situation was after the game, Mario Cristobal didn't really take full credit for the mistake. Like, he he didn't specifically blame it on anybody, but he said in that, he said something along the lines of like in that, in that scenario, coaches got to do better or something like that. Like he didn't take he didn't take ownership of the mistake, but he also didn't directly blame anybody. I thought it was a very 
sneakily snake way to say that we've made a mistake. Like when you're a head coach, you've got to take full responsibility for a moronic play like that. He's he said something along the lines of it was the worst coaching mistake I've ever seen. Well, you didn't see it. You did it. Like it's you got to take credit for that. But he did. He did yesterday. Probably after getting a lot of social media backlash, uh, he said I made the wrong call. I take full ownership in not taking a knee and giving them an opportunity to have a couple extra plays and preventing us from stealing uh, from stealing uh, the win. So yeah, after a couple of days of reflection, he finally takes ownership from it. But man, as soon as you step off the field, you gotta you gotta own that mistake. Is as, as embarrassing as it was. Like you kind of own that as a head coach. There's no doubt. And then finally today in 1961, the expansion draft to stock Houston Astros and the New York Metropolitans. That's crazy. They've only been around since 61. Well, the Braves have only been around. Well, the Atlanta Braves have only been around since 66. Yeah, but I mean, that franchise has been going since the 1800s. That's true. Yeah. Longest continue, longest continuously running franchise in baseball history. Yep. Was it eighteen? And actually, sports history. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember the exact? It was like it was it eighteen sixty something or eighteen eighty something? It was eighteen eighty something. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't remember. It's all it's on the wall, it's on the back wall. All right, you got anything else for us on on this Tuesday? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a uh, on a Tuesday. Another gorgeous day today. I think I'm going to go play a little golf. Um, but we've uh we have some. Despite it being kind of chilly and play golf, what are you doing? I'm off all week. You didn't tell me that. What are you, my wife? I mean, what, what? What's going on? It's fall break. You're off all week? Yeah, it's fall break, so I took the week off. <sighs> yep. Bastard. We got golf. We're doing golf today. Then we're going down to a pumpkin patch tomorrow. Uh, and then I don't, I don't know what we're doing the rest of the week. But we were going, we were going to go up to uh, Unicorn State. Baseball. Yeah, yeah, especially on Wednesday. We were going to go up to Unicorn State, Unicorn State Park, and get a get a cabin up there. Um, but we just decided to kind of stick around here for fall break and do little little fun stuff around here. So yeah, going going golfing today, going to the pumpkin patch tomorrow. I think Gavin's going to join me on Wednesday for coach's show. Nice. And he's like, he's like, Daddy, is is there going to be is will we watch the game there? I said, Yeah, yeah. Clay will Clay will have the game on. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll have to see. I'll have to see what our what our itinerary is on Wednesday. I don't know if I'll be back in town uh, for the coach's show. I'll have to see. I'll have to see. Lame. Yeah, I'll have to see. We might we might still be might still be doing pumpkin patch things, uh, or heading back from the pumpkin patch during the during the coaches show on Wednesday. Yeah, our next two weeks we've only got three games on our schedules. Uh, as far I, as I noticed like, that, man. Three ga- three games on the hometown sports media schedule. But yeah, that kind of stinks the way that um, that the buys happen. Uh, but you yeah. know, it is it doesn't stink for anybody worse than Bowden. Bowden who has two back-to-back buys like right before the last game of the regular season that sucks dude yeah but they got christian heritage this week and then uh and they're two weeks before mount zion so. yeah that blows that blows to have two buy, back-to-back bye weeks right at the end of the year that sucks well didn't they have i had two last year but was was it three I think they might have had three last year. Uh, let me see. I can pull up. I can pull up that schedule real quick. So they had an open. Yeah, they had three bye weeks last year, and it it didn't it didn't qu- it did. Yeah, it was the exact same thing. Back to back bye weeks before the last game of the season, last regular game of the last regular season game of the season. Um, that's, that's tough. Insane. That's tough to navigate for kids, man. That's very tough to navigate. Yeah. 
All right. That does it for the morning five for Tuesday, October 10th. For Bryce, I am Billy. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.